0: Welcome to the Ionahoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flottenco. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Ionahoops.com podcast. Well, I promised you guys quality guests and Brandon Goldberg from Juco Advocate and Ryan Kinghorn and Mark Hutchinson from the Mammoth Haw- Hawks podcast did not disappoint. And I can promise you we're working on some great guests for future podcasts, including an Iona legend or two. This time, however, you're going to be stuck with just me. And I actually think I hear people logging off as I say that, but what are you going to do? No worries of listening to just my voices in your cup of espresso, but hey, it's the summer, folks are busy, schedules are tough, um, but good guests are on the way. But today, it's just me. And since it's just me this time around, I thought I'd share my take on a couple different Iona Hoops-related website and social media pieces going on and coming out, both of which are available for your perusal at icgales.com. Firstly, I'm hoping that you guys have seen that the official Iona website and social media accounts are promoting the selection of the men's basketball all-decade team for the 2010s, as selected by us, the fans. The poll invites you to select your five players of a list of 23 different gales from the 2010s, as well as the opportunity to write in someone who was not listed. I'll give you my five later in the podcast. The second release that's out there is the Mac, as part of its celebration of 40 years in existence, has published its all-time team for each school. Five girls are listed, as well as one Iona coach. We'll talk through these as well, and I'll let you know what I think about how the selection process went. Hint, I'm not thrilled with the way the Mac did it. Before we get into those Iona teams, though, all Iona teams. Let's hit the Mac Tide report. Looking for a Mac team on the rise. Well, in a Mac that has been decimated by transfer this this offseason, a team to watch in my view might surprise a couple of people, and that's Niagara. The Purple Eagles finished just outside the top five a year ago, exceeding preseason expectations after Greg Pauls got the job not long before the season started. They are a flawed team for sure, in that they don't defend or rebound particularly particularly well. But one thing they do very well is shoot threes, and we know that's a huge equalizer. And that's probably going to be enough to get them in the top five in the MAC, in my estimation, right now. Um, again, that's right now. Um, The shot 37% from a three as a team last year, and all their top shooters are back, including Marcus Hammond, Raheem Solomon, and Justin Roberts. They do lose James Towns and and his 11 points per game, but they should have enough firepower to make noise in a league that doesn't have a ton of teams that can score. If the undersized Purple Eagles can find some consistent play in the paint, they really should finish in the top five without question. On the flip side, one does not simply lose two All-Mac players and stay out of the pig. I'm talking about Quinnipiac, which appears on the decline of losing big man Kevin Marfo and point guard Rich Kelly to transfer. They still have some good pieces, including shooter Jacob Burgoni, big man Seth Pinckney, and Savion Lewis, an impressive freshman guard who was injury-plagued but will be back and ready to go. But those are some big shoes to fill in Marfo and Kelly, and Baker Dunleavy is going to have his work cut out for him if, if Quinnipiac is going to return to the top five as they were in a year ago. And now it's time to hit some Iona Iotas for now. I want to uh, fix a little bit of confusion there. People are like, what, what is an Iota, really? Pick up a dictionary, guys, come on. Uh, Iona and Iotas, they sound like I was being cute. Come on, figure it out, people. Anyway, it's time for Iona Iotas. Last episode, we talked about Iona's non-conference schedule was just about complete with only, only more details on the rumored Bahamas tournament to come. Not much has changed there, although I did do some online digging myself because I'm that way. I'm anal like that and I need to know. Uh, and it appears Loyola Marymount and Drexel are confirmed to be part of the event uh, while Drake and Toledo are rumored participants. While we wait for, wait for more on that event, Rick Pitino recently wrote a future scheduling news to a Gold Club members. See, benefits to the Gold Club. You get letters from Rick Pitino personally written and even uh, the envelope was written out by him. Um, now, Coach Patino talked a big game after being named coach, and we did not see the flood of majors we were expecting as this year's schedule became known. So, we'll have to take this part, this all, with a grain of salt. But in his letter, Bettino said Diona would be joining the likes, uh, the likes of Kansas and Alabama in the Orlando Invitational in 2021. Siena is in this year's field in Orlando. Um, Petino also noted that Iona will be returning to the Bahamas in 2022, but this time with the big boys in the battle for Atlantis, along with the likes of Villanova and North Carolina. These would be great events for the Gales to be in during those seasons, so let's hope they come to re- fruition. Of course, he also spoke, spoke about games at Madison Square Garden. Same thing goes there. And again, this is all, assuming basketball goes on as we expect it to. Iona, Iona, this. Yes. So I just touched on COVID there. Um, Recently, the MAC Council of Presidents made the announcement that we would see a slight delay in the start of fall sports for the league with September 11th as the first day of competition. Uh, The council also deferred the decision regarding whether basketball minicamps can be held on campus until July 15th. So we'll have an update on that the next podcast. Um, Although basketball schedules may end up being impacted by COVID as we move forward. Um, just as an example, Sienna beat writer Mark Singlet noted that as of now, Sienna plans to open his season of November 10th is scheduled. And as far as I've seen, Iona has not shown any indication that the Gale schedule will be altered as of yet. Keep wearing masks and social distancing so we can have a season, folks. Iona, Iona's. As I mentioned earlier, the list of impact players transferring out of the MAC continues to grow as Manhattan's poly poly cap announced will be spending his last year of eligibility elsewhere. If the MAC is ever going to return to the mid-teens ratings it once enjoyed on the regular, this trend just has to stop. Alas, I fear it will not. A tip of the cap to Sienna, of all teams, <laughs> yes, you're hearing me right, complimenting Sienna, uh, for managing to keep Jalen Pickett and Manny Camper, though the latter still has his name in the NBA draft pool at the moment. So maybe this is the future of the Mac, the team that's pegged for the top of the league preseason is the one that didn't see its best players hightail it out of Dodge. It'll be interesting to see if Rick Petino will be able to keep the potential young stars he's bringing in in maroon and gold as we move forward. And by the way, if anything, score one here for the Tim Kloos approach to recruiting of bringing in uh, JUCOs and, and graduate transfers and, and older transfers in general, um, which really was effective in keeping poachers at bay when you think about it and certainly contributed to all those titles won. Okay, let's get back to those all Iona teams. Uh, as I said earlier, with uh, 23 players listed and the option to write in others, that's a lot of guys to choose from. Again, if you're going to go to the all-decade story on icgales.com and click on the link to the poll, you you can see the full list for yourselves of the the players that were listed there, the 23 players. And once you vote, you can see how the voting is going. Now, we all have our own personal criteria for selections. So naturally, everyone's lists are different, and that's why Iona is doing this poll to begin with. Some of my own criteria include how much the team's achieved their goals, their teams achieve their goals. How the guys conducted themselves on and off the court, and how they're representing Iona now that they have moved on. I'll throw one more at you, and I know some will disagree with this, but I do think one's legacy is partially defined by one's tenure, meaning that the longer you were with the program, the bigger the nod I give you. Again, I expect some to disagree with that one, and that's fine. Um, I don't, I don't dislike a gale that's only with us for a year versus one that's four years. But I do think it's more impactful for a player to have established a legacy over time rather than just as a one year stop in. Um, and again, this is all in fun anyway. So, although, uh, so, you know, also some people may look at this ex- exercise and say, well, I'm picking five guys, so I have to do it by position. And maybe if that's the way you want to do it, that's fine. That's not how I'm doing it. I'm just picking the five guys I felt that did most for the program in the last 10 years. And if I end up at five-point guard, so be it. I didn't. But if I did, so be it. I think there are two guys who are pretty much absolute locks to be on everyone's list, and they're Scott Machado and A.J. English. I don't think anyone can truly question that these are the two best players during the past decade. Amazingly, Machado didn't even win a MAC title but he was the most integral part of probably Iona's strongest team in the past 10 years, the at-large team. And let's face it, he was the engine that transformed Iona from a program fighting from the depths under Willard in the late two thousands to a program that deserved a spot in a national spotlight because of its ridiculous offensive prowess in 2012. As for AJ, again, here's a guy that developed the program that helped the program, take the next step from just being very good to being Mac champs. He's not, Only one of the best Gales of the past 10 years. He's one of the best MAC players in the past 10 years. I don't think anybody can really dispute that. Okay, from here on in, there are quite a few candidates that really could go into the top five from this decade. And as I scan this list, I literally see like eight guys you can make a case for, maybe more. But I can only pick three, so here are my three. Again, I expect that many listening are going to be like, how do you not include so and so? Like I said, it's all in fun. We all have our own criteria. And you can let me know if you disagree. That's the fun of this. So my first choice is David Lowry. I think he's the best big man we've had in the past ten years, just a complete player. I had other big bigs crack all Mac teams, but this guy control games more than any of the others, in my view. And I think it matters that he was here for three seasons, whereas many of Iona's other bigs were only here for one or two years. Again, that's just my take. But uh, David was so complete. Uh, he won he won himself a title as well and was just part of, a, of, a, of an era in the early t- uh, 2010s that had really strong Iona teams and a really strong Mac. The next player I'm going to mention, uh, the fourth player of my five, is someone that I feel may not be on many lists because he wasn't a ridiculous flashy scorer, all he did was win and win and win and win. Notice I said win four times. Probably gives it away on who I'm referring to. And that's because only one guy has won four titles in Iona and, and Mac history. And his name is Ricky McGill. This is probably the toughest player I, Iona has had during the 10, past 10 years, plain and simple. This isn't a numbers thing. I know some other gales have flashier stats, but to me, those four titles carry a ton of weight, and the way he conducted himself on and off the court is what you want, period. Who could forget ESPN's McGill ISO camera work during the Mac Finals in 2019 when he went to the bench and constantly implored and coached his teammates from the bench? Four straight championships says it all, and he stirred the drink, let's face it. So we have one more spot, and for that last spot, I had like five guys in my head to choose from. I'll tell you who I left off, then tell you who I put on. I have left off in no no particular order, Armand, Jordan Washington, Glover, and Momo. You can make a case for any of those four to be on this team, and I would not disagree with you. I mean, they're all, they all have the qualifications to be on the team. But who did I choose for that fifth spot? I went with E.J. Crawford. He was a weapon as a freshman and evolved into a leader by the time he was a senior. His three championships and All-Mac honors were nothing to sneeze at, but what put him over the top for me was what he did when things were going south this season. Iona had all the reason in the world to pack it in, but no Tim Close and not too many wins either, and many fans who had thrown in the towel as well. EJ could have just played out the string knowing, hey, he won three titles. And just worked on his games, he got ready for the next level, playing pro ball overseas or wherever. Instead, he took to social media and pushed for the fans to rise up and support the team. I can only wonder what he said to his teammates behind closed doors as part of that initiative. And Iona did turn it around, playing as well as almost anyone in the MAC down the stretch, without Tim Close to orchestrate things. That leadership gear was something new, and it's an evolution only a true winner can make. Crawford didn't get his fourth title like McGill did, but he can take away a lot from his performance and development this past season. If you hate my selections, hit me up on ionhoops.com message board or at ionaguyf on Twitter and make your case. It's all good. It's all fun. Go ahead and let me know you're a five. And now let's go on to the Mac's 40th anniversary team selections. First off, I'm going to start with a gripe on how they did this. I know the Mac wanted to keep it fair by giving all the programs an equal number of players, but how can Monmouth which has been in the league for like six years, have the same number of players as Iona, which has been in the league for 40 years, and oh, by the way, has won like a million titles. Again, I know why they did it. It's fairness, but I'm sorry. There are like 15 Gales that belong on this list. ahead of a mom. It's Andrew Nicholas. Sorry, Andrew. So rah, rah, Mac. But this wasn't the best way to celebrate your history. Uh, again, these are the Mac years, so you're not going to see Richie Guerin or Jeff Ruland players from that era or any era prior to the ni- early 1980s. And really I have no complaints about the Gales I selected. Steve Burt Sr., Gary Springer, Steve Burt Jr., Scott Machado, and AJ English. And yes, they did give a coaching honor to Tim Kluse. The only other coaches to get named were Fran McCaffrey and Joe, Joe Mahalik, though I should note, uh, they kept, the list light on former members of the Mac. Um, or I would think that LaSalle Speedy Morris should have been on this list as well. But again, you have to look at who wasn't included from my versus who was included from other schools. And that's where my gripe comes in. How is Ricky McGill, the only player in Mac history to have won four titles, not on this list, but Maris Khalid Hart is. How do you leave off strong Iona players who won three titles such as E.J. Crawford and Nikia Miller but put on Rich Kelly from Quinney who accomplished nothing during his time at Quinnipiac and bolted the league before his time was even up? You're celebrating the wrong kids, period. Again, I get why they did it. It's being fair. It's being balanced to all the schools in the league. But it's just really, really stupid. And just another example of making sure everybody gets a trophy in this day and age. Iona shouldn't have to apologize for dominating this league and its players should be fairly recognized for their place in Mac history. Period. Again, if you disagree with my takes on any of this, let me know what the hell else are we doing. Just sit around waiting to see if we'll even have basketball at this point. Um, you know, I, I right now I'm pessimistic. Uh, we just saw news that uh, the Ivies have just canceled all fall, all, all sports for 2020, which means that our home game against Harvard Uh, is not happening at this point and I I, who knows what's going on anymore we're gonna have to just wait and see Um, so but I'll be optimistic there'll be some sort of a season even if it starts in January but we'll just keep you posted on what's going on here on the inoops.com podcast so that's gonna do it for this episode a little briefer than normal because of no guests but hey you know what the bottom line people wear a mask social distance Stay home if you're not feeling well, if you're at risk. I don't know about you, but I want to be in Heinz in November. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com and its publisher, Guy Philatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Philatico, IonaHoops.com, and any featured guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona College Athletics or the college itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com